The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners. Welcome to the 276th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsports, one word, Com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news item, and event of the week that I covered. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week is the scintillating NBA and NHL playoffs. Uh, every day and night. We seem to have anywhere from four to eight games, be it hockey or basketball, and it's just awesome. Best sports week or two of the year. But my highlight within those that highlight is the Celtics' Isaiah Thomas returning to form the last two games, particularly last night, in uh, leading Boston to two wins in Chicago as they tied the series 2-2 after dropping the first two at the Garden. And uh, Isaiah, as we all know by now, his sister was tragically killed in an auto accident out in the state of Washington, where he's from. And it was just a horrible, tragic story. She's in her early 20s. And uh, so it took him a few games to get back to form. But he got there in Chicago again last night was a transcendent performance as he's been doing throughout the year. And now we really got a series. Game five back in Boston uh, here in a couple days. So uh, just great to see. Other highlights of the NBA playoffs, of course, the LeBron comeback leading the Cavs from 26 down on the road in Indiana, 26 down in the second half. Uh, out in Indiana, and uh, add this to the LeBron highlight reel, signature game for him. I, of course, was at one of his signature games, game six at the Boston Garden in 2012, I believe. I always say that that was the night the LeBron James we know today was born. That night in the Garden, they were down 3-2, the Heat. 
against the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen Celtics, and uh, he took it over. Still one of the great athletic performances I've ever seen. On the bad news front, Blake Griffin. Boy, the Clippers cannot catch a break. Last year is Chris Paul. This year it's Blake Griffin out for the rest of the playoffs with a broken toe. And it's just uh, really, really uh, too bad for them. Uh, we just feels like we're never going to find out what this team at full strength could be capable of in the playoffs. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies head coach David Tisdale, his data rant last week, all-time classic. We'll be seeing that played on the all-time rant reel. And uh, it was something else. Joe Johnson from the Utah Jazz seems to have found the fountain of youth. Uh, last night, inc- another incredible game. He's just been special to watch. And hard to believe up here in Boston that he was once a Celtic. He's in year 16, I believe. And you can only think about what would have happened had he played his entire career, i.e. 16 years here in Boston. He'd, uh, his number would have been up in the rafters with all the rest of them. And uh, lastly, the game on Saturday night, true classic with uh, Kawhi Leonard going off and Mike Conley and uh, as good an NBA playoff game as you ever see into overtime, big shot after big shot after big shot. Uh, and finally, Marcus all settled it at the buzzer for a Grizzlies win. So we have a series there, too. Moving to the NHL playoffs, they've been uh, great as well with 18 overtimes, uh, an all-time record here in the first round. But the low light of the week for me is the fact that uh, there have not been any uh, Game 7s. The first round is now officially over. There were no Game 7s. Lots of overtimes, but... Nothing, of course, would have been better than Game 7s with overtimes. Uh, The Bruins bowed out yesterday uh, at home to Ottawa, and they just had so many injuries. Ottawa played great. No excuses. Uh, But sad to see them end the season at home after their thrilling double overtime victory to bring it to 3-2 the other night up in Ottawa. And lastly... The Penguins and the Capitals going to go at it again in the playoffs. Should be awesome. My bizarre story of the week is just simply, of course, Aaron Hernandez uh, committing suicide on the exact same day when the Patriots were going to the White House to celebrate their most recent Super Bowl championship. A surreal and totally bizarre day here in the city of Boston. An all-timer, to put it mildly. Uh, so, uh, as I always say, you can't make this stuff up. That's for sure. And my event of the week that I covered, which is actually, uh, two weeks ago was the synopsis world esports summit held down in, uh, New York city. It was a fabulous event sold out at the time Warner center in Manhattan And it really had the best of the best panelists imaginable in the growing esports world. 
from NFL speakers to someone from the 76ers to representatives from Turner Sports and Pepsi. Uh, just great lineup all day of panels and panelists. I was particularly interested in uh, David Highhill, who is the uh, NFL's Director of Consumer Products, Strategy and Business Development. Uh, and he talked about uh, the NFL's EA Sports Madden 17 Club Series. Championship was held last weekend uh, on the NFL Network. I attended one of them at Foxborough a couple months ago, uh, the playoffs, so to speak. And it was just really uh, interesting to hear David uh, enlighten the crowd on uh, this event, which stretched over you know a few months. Uh, it was held at various NFL stadiums really since February and culminated with eight Madden players from across the country representing their team in the championship that was held again on NFL Network. Uh, you know, it was competitive gaming at the highest level. Uh, they also, the NFL network has a series entitled EA sports Madden across America highlights some of the best players nationwide. And, uh, so again, just really, uh, you know, a fascinating event and the way the NFL, which does so many things well, the way they handle, uh, you know, this particular tournament, esports in general, and just really a great education for me to uh, you know learn more about the esports world, which is uh, again just taking off to an extraordinary degree. And uh, synopsis does a great job of, uh, you know, with a foot, you know, with their expertise in the esports world. Uh, they send a daily newsletter that is simply a must read for uh, anybody in the broadcast industry. I read it every morning and have for a while. Uh, first thing, and it's always very, very enlightening. So I appreciate them having me uh, attend the conference, cover it. It was great. And uh, now let's take our break. Next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby, to join the show. The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Oh, doing great, John. Doing great. Glad to be here. Glad to have you, as always, and it may be April, but football is back, and by that I mean... Uh, Spring game, spring practice, but specifically uh, the Alabama spring game was on Saturday. I watched it uh, on television, uh, but I know you were there, and it looked great. Uh, Nice big crowd, as always, and it really felt good to have a game. Yeah, it sure did, John. Everybody was excited to start the season Uh, at least see some Alabama football and see some of the newcomers. I mean, they had 16, if you could believe that, John, enrolled in January. I never heard of such an outrageous number, but that's that's how many showed up early. They're so excited to be on campus, these freshmen and you know, junior oh. college players too. But but that's a that's a big number. Absolutely, I'm used to just a handful, literally two or th- two or two or three. <laughs> And which I think is probably accurate. You know better than me. But yeah, I heard that number 16. It, it is the all time record for any college, right? They, I think they mentioned that on TV. I'd have to see who came in uh, second or, you know, who or who might have surpassed it. I never heard anybody bringing in that many in January. I know. I know. Well, it was great. Uh, number one, Jalen Hurts, you know, just uh, to see him back on the field again. I mean, it just feels like in recent years, uh, you know, there's been a little uncertainty this time of year as to who the Alabama quarterback might be. Uh, but boy, not the case this year. He is an absolute star. Maybe the last year, the best freshman in the country, arguably. And uh, boy, the minute I saw him on the field, it just hit me that like Alabama, you know, coming into the season with a known qu- known commodity like him. Uh, Watch out again. Watch out, world. Here comes Alabama again, just with him at quarterback. And I know they have to replace a lot of defensive guys, too. But starting with a quarterback is a pretty good place to start, right? Yeah, John. And believe it or not, I mean, he was the MVP of the league, SEC, as a true freshman. And wow. But some of the folks probably watched this backup quarterback from Hawaii to a Tonga Valoa, and he, he's going to – He's going to play, I think, this year because of his accuracy and poise. Yep. I noticed him on Saturday as well. And, uh, yeah, suddenly, you know, 
If it's not one thing, it's another. And I mean, good things for Alabama, you know. Last year, obviously, their calling card was defense, and Jalen Hurts as a freshman was, you know, surprising, as good as he was, given he's a freshman. But, uh, you know, they lost a lot of guys, as we're about to be reminded of this Thursday in the first round of the NFL draft, obviously. Uh, But, you know, Alabama doesn't rebuild. They reload, so I assume that, uh, you you know, they have a lot of just uh, five-star players ready to jump in and begin their careers there. Yeah, John, they really do, especially at the running back position. You know, Najee Harris came to town with all of the accolades, and he was as good as advertised. I mean, they're five or six deep there. They'll probably have to sit a few players, Richard, because they can't play six. And then you look at the defensive side, the linebackers, they have these clones at six foot four, six five, two thirty, two forty that can run and then are are athletic. I mean, one's Christian Miller's daddy was Corey Miller, played for South Carolina, played for the Jets, I think, in Minnesota. Or no, the Giants in Minnesota, I think it is, yeah. And uh you know, he's a good player, a budding superstar and and uh, Terrell Hall, he intercepted a, a to a pass and took it sixty yards for a touchdown. Uh, Rashad Evans is coming back. He's one of the more athletic players. And then you have Dylan Moses. He, I think he's been recruited since about the fourth grade, right? Yeah, like, like Damon Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, Damon Bailey, of course, was uh, the mentioned in the classic book, Season on the Brink, Bob Knight. He was on Bob Knight's radar when he was in like fifth, sixth, seventh grade in Indiana. Ended up going there, had a nice career, but anyway, I digress. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that it just sounds, you know, like Alabama will just be great again. I think I did see that they're uh, number one in at least one preseason poll. Is that correct? Probably yeah, more. They'll be number one. They'll be, they'll be number one uh, in the preseason poll, quite a few of them, I think. And, and John, the other, one other player I just wanted to mention, I, I forgot, uh, there's so many you, you forget, but there's Jerry Judy, the wide receiver. I mean, that's like Calvin Ridley 2.0. I mean, he he had over 100 yards and receptions in that game. He was the MVP, the Dixie Howell MVP award. And it, I saw them walk off together, Calvin and, and Jerry, and you could have sworn they were twins. I mean, their body types and the way they moved and react to the football in the air and their elusiveness. So, uh, I mean, the hits keep on coming. They sure do. They sure do. AP, you know, it's, uh, I mean, you and I are just so lucky. What else can you say? You cover Alabama. I'm right here, uh, right down the street from the Patriots, from Foxborough, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Uh, you know, you and I are having quite a ride these last number of years, and, uh, and it doesn't look like either one's about to let up this year and beyond, does it? No, no, and then we borrowed one of your coaches this year, John, uh, Right. So the tight ends up there, Brian DeBall, and uh, yep. so he's going to try to clarify this Alabama offense, get the football downfield for some explosive plays in the passing game. He's going to be the offensive coordinator succeeding Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin, is that correct? Correct, that's right. Okay, wow. Well, as we all know, Belichick and Saban have a lengthy history going back to Saban being on Belichick's staffs with the Cleveland Browns in the late 90s. And speaking of Nick Saban, I saw a report uh, this past week that 
you know, that loss to Clemson in the national championship game has stuck with him more than, you know, most any other defeat he's had. Have you, uh, have you picked up on that at all? Or? Yeah, yes, John, that's true. I mean, he's a defensive coach, and you have the number one defense, and all you have to do is stop a team and hold a, and stop them from driving over 60 yards for the winning touchdown, and you, you weren't able to succeed, and it, the play ends with like one second on the clock or something like that. And so that's going to that's gonna remain with you forever with a capital F. Exactly. Well said, forever. And I always say, and let's never forget, all these great coaches, including Bill Belichick and every other one, you know, all of them, you know, the elite of the elite have had fabulous victories. Belichick had his greatest victory probably ever uh, in this year's Super Bowl, and Saban's had many, but boy, they, every one of them has defeats that they never forget. And uh, sadly, Coaching nature slash human nature being what it is, uh, they probably you know think about them more than the more than these spectacular victories they've had throughout their careers. Yeah, I think so. And for Alabama, it would have been back to back against the same team. It would have been a fifteen and zero. You don't see that record very often in college football. You have to go back quite a few years. Yep. So there was a number of reasons that that's going to sting for quite a while. Oh, no doubt about it. And, you know, just quickly on, you know, Bill Belichick, since I follow the Patriots so closely, uh, you know, the two Super Bowl losses to the Giants, particularly the one in 07, the uh, David Tyree catch when it, you know, shattered the undefeated season. For me, you know, the one I remember after that, many people do, is the 2006 AFC Championship game when they were, uh, leading the Colts out in Indianapolis by like, you know, 22 to 3 or something at halftime. Uh, Santi Samuel had a pick six and, you, you know, trust me, that that's a loss that people in New England really still haven't gotten over. I'm not comparing it to the Super Bowl, but boy, it is right down there, you know, uh, at the very next level, right behind the Super Bowl losses. And, uh but again, you know, it comes with the territory, you know. I'm a big believer that at the end of the day, losses like that simply make these guys better coaches. And I got the feeling that uh, Alabama's loss to Clemson will make Nick Saban a better coach, if that's even possible. Yeah, I think so, John. He realizes you must have a little bit better passing game for these highly competitive playoff games. So that's the emphasis for this spring and the preseason. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, it's just exciting to have. I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of schools were hosting their preseason, or excuse me, their spring games. Preseason would be a good word for them, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pre-preseason, but... Uh, yeah, Boston College had theirs on Saturday. Unfortunately, it was a horribly uh, rainy day up here, so uh, that was too bad. But, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of teams were holding their spring practice, spring games over the past few weeks. Uh, I don't know if you heard of any, you know, 
interesting information coming out about any of them. But, uh, you know, here we go. It's, it's a great time of year for college football. Draft, spring games, spring practice. It's awesome. Yeah, John, I, I, I happened to watch Auburn, so I caught glimpses of that on the replay. And Jared Stedham, one fine-looking quarterback. Yes, yes. Now, he came from where? J.C., junior he college? He came from um, Baylor University. Oh, was, yeah, transfer. Yeah, Jared transfer. He, he sat out last year. I that's right. I knew. I knew. I knew the name. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. He he took some courses. I think sat out, so he's going to be able to play right away. And he's the most talented player they have on the roster, I think. But uh, he has a good touch. Can throw the long ball. He can make plays with his feet. And I I think uh, uh, the Auburn head coach Gus Malzahn he must be having trouble sleeping at night for a good reason because he can't wait to get him on the field. Yes, that's right. I do. I remember him uh, playing at Baylor, and you know, Baylor quarterbacks are awesome. And you know, and Auburn has suddenly, you know, put together a pretty str- good string of quarterbacks themselves. Not surprising. I mean, I'll go back to the days of Pat Sullivan and Terry Beasley, they're his receiver. To you know, they, they kind of have a history of great quarterbacks, and uh, boy, you know, Cam Newton and. Who was the quarterback the last couple of years? He was terrific. Uh, yeah, they had Nick Marshall did quite a Nick Marshall. Good, job, good yep. job for him. And, uh, Nick Marshall, and, for sure. Yeah, and a uh, big quarterback from Mississippi when they had a, a really good team uh, from Taylorsville, Mississippi. Campbell he was a good quarterback. And they played for Washington and whatever, NFL, quite a few years. So yeah, they've, had, they've had some star players at that position. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, uh, yeah, that's good news. Good to hear Jared Stedham is uh, going to be playing for them. Again, I do remember watching him at Baylor, uh, and he is. He's a, he's a player, no doubt about it. So Alabama-Auburn, it's already looking like it's going to be another great classic Iron Bowl, uh, to say the least, as it always is. And AP, uh, glad we got a chance to talk a little Alabama-slash-Auburn. Uh we still have a lot more coming up, uh, including the college football front, where we're going to go overseas to Rome, of all places, to discuss a little more college football after the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. If you think you've seen online TV before... 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we spent last segment talking about College football, as we like to do, specifically the Alabama spring game that you covered uh, on Saturday and that I watched on TV. And uh, we talked about Coach Nick Saban uh, and one of his obvious arch rivals uh, is Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh. And he took the team to Rome, as in Rome, Italy. I know they're there as we speak. You and I loved the satellite camps, be it Bradenton or when he was heading to other locations around the country, including down south. Uh, but this is a whole new level, AP, and I've been loving it because when they landed, I guess they flew, you know, the usual night flight over, landed on on Saturday night, landed, of course, Sunday morning, and they went immediately to the Borghese Gardens in Rome. That's Rome's Central Park. And it's right across the street from the hotel where I stayed at when I was in Rome, literally a year ago today, no exaggeration, (laughs) and uh, basically started every day in Rome with a walk through the Borghese Gardens, right across, again, right across the street from my hotel, spectacular, Uh, and he took them there, and they, like, you know, met with refugees, uh, you know, from North Africa, Middle East, what have you, teaching them a little bit about football, just great video. Marty Smith from ESPN has done a couple reports. AP, it's absolutely awesome for me. It was just so, so personal to be seeing, like, literally the background of, you know, where I was a year ago today and then... Uh, that was yesterday, and then today, uh, Marty Smith from ESPN was doing the reports from the Coliseum, which, of course, I went to on a couple of occasions during my visit to Rome. And yeah, so they were at the Coliseum today, and also went to the Spanish Steps, another legendary tourist attraction in Rome, and. Uh, it's just great. Jim Harbaugh's being interviewed and just players, and they're just loving it. Uh, Rome is a city like no other. It's 
called the Eternal City for a reason, AP. And I just love it, this about Jim Harbaugh. He just, you know, what he said was, it was so perfect. He said, you know, there's education, i.e. at a college like Michigan. You know, there's football. And then there's this, (laughs) (laughs) i.e. a life experience. And... Boy, I, I, and here, here's one you'll love, AP. This is right up your alley. Uh, I guess they're allowed one contact at this point moment at this point in time the, with potential recruits. So Harbaugh literally FaceTimed one of his recruits with the Coliseum in the background. <laughs> uh, you know, how's that for an edge on recruiting, right? <laughs> That's quite a backdrop. Um, you know, whether that, that player attends Michigan or not, he'll always remember the time he spoke to Jim Harbaugh over in Italy with the Coliseum in the backdrop. Yes. I think Jim Harbaugh is the best thing that's happened to college football in the last decade. Easily. You know, we, we again, we love the satellite camps. It created a new law, I assume, or NCAA rule. <laughs> that they're they're no longer allowed to be held. Is that still the case? It's right, to keep right. track. That's, that yeah, was sort of back and forth. Yeah, that's done with that that business. So, but yeah, I think he's been fabulous for college football. He's, you know, he's funny, he's glib, he's original, he's refreshing. I mean, he's different, and I like right. I like him. I mean, when I interviewed him down here in Mobile, he, there was nothing better than. I mean, I could have talked to him for another hour, and and just sat there, and not even said a word. Right. He he's a truly fascinating individual to put it mildly and again i think he's just the best thing that's come along in college football coaching in uh a decade or more uh you'll remember you know there's satellite cancer one thing and then there was the trip a year ago uh february a year ago if i'm not mistaken um where he took the team to img academy down in bradenton florida uh, and that created a whole, you know, stir in and of itself. Uh, and now this, I mean, you know, the, this is again, just at the highest level of, uh, places to visit in, you know, and really, you know, I wanted to go there my whole life and I, I certainly didn't have the good fortune to make it there at age 18 at Rome. Uh, but it, for me, it was worth the wait. And I can truly appreciate uh, what a great thing it is for someone in the age 20 range to get to see Rome at that age. It's just really, really enlightening is the word. Trust me. Yeah, John. I mean, you just uh, illuminated a dream that maybe you had to get across the ocean there to see a place like Rome and hear these young people at Michigan having a chance to visit Italy and and be part of their football team, too. I mean, it's nice to go with some of your friends. I mean, that, that's right. an experience you'll, that you'll recall with your teammates. I mean, the wins and the losses, yes, but you said, hey, remember that time we all went to Rome and our, our coach, he took us over there and showed us the Coliseum and all the sights and the sounds. And I mean, Jim Harbaugh in Michigan is so fortunate to have him for a couple of reasons. One, he's a good football coach, right? He's a championship Oh, yeah. Coach. Most importantly, coach. I mean, you know, one the one the uh, at Stanford, and he's won the, got his team to the Super Bowl. So he's a championship type coach, but he keeps things in perspective, and he's 
he's passionate, and if you can get something out of him, but just his passion is worth it to say you played for Michigan football. Yeah, and by all accounts, like he planned this trip. Like, you know, it wasn't just his idea, and he, you know, turned it over to other people, administrators, what have you, to, you know, make it happen. Uh, apparently, you know, his stamp is all over it. Uh, you know, plan the itinerary. I have no idea what's ahead for them. I've got to assume, you know, perhaps they'll make it over to the Vatican. There's just so much stuff to do in Rome that, like, you know, it'll be endless. But the Colosseum was, you know, and the Borghese Gardens were two, two of the top five places you go. And I, I just loved the refugee touch. I mean, Marty Smith's reports have been fabulous. Uh, you know, they were literally teaching, like, refugees from Afghanistan, you know, who didn't know what a football was. You know, they, they wanted to kick they, they They were ready to kick it as opposed to uh, right. you throw it. Uh, <laughs> and not that you can't kick a football, too, but you, you know what I'm saying. They were going to kick it like a soccer ball. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And again, the 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 Colosseum. I mean, interesting analogy that, of course, you know. I mean, they play in the big house. They play in what a, what would be America's version of the Colosseum, so to speak, mm-hmm. biggest stadium in America. So, uh, yeah. Again, for me, it was personal. You know, just reliving the memories. Uh, so, good for him. I, I just think it's. Uh, fabulous and uh you know he just John, one, he, one, one, one thing I, I was gonna i sorry to interrupt you i was gonna say that no go know, right that's ahead the place where they had the biggest underdog right the christians versus the lions and i always think of jim harbaugh yeah. 40 point underdog i think was at usc and his team won the game correct when he was at stanford right good point i i remember that game well of course pete carroll was the coach uh for USC, this was the height of their powers when, you know, the Carson Palmer, Matt Liner, days of winning Heismans, Reggie Bush, on and on and on. Boy, you're right. I watched that game. That, 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 that was an all-time, all-time upset, to put it mildly. And uh, that launched the back and forth between Jim, Jim Harbaugh and Pete Carroll that, you know, still goes on a little bit to today. Uh, you know, now... Uh, although, you know, when they were in the NFL coaching against each other, 49ers and Seahawks was the best rivalry in, in the NFL for two or three years there. Um, so, yeah, but that, that, that night is what launched uh, the Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh, back and forth, shall we say. Yeah, if you want to create a rivalry, you have to win the game once in a while. Exactly. Well, Pete Carroll uttered the famous line, after one of those games, what's your deal? I mean, that to me is still one of the all-time classic lines in, you know, sports history. And I say that because Pete Carroll used to live here in my little town of Medfield, outside Boston, when he coached the Patriots. And, you know, so I have a special appreciation for Pete Carroll, nicest guy in the world, uh, uh, uttering the famous word. Yeah, he, he always had some great phrases pumped in jack what have you <laughs> and, it was, and, and what's your deal was certainly added that night uh at the stanford game so yeah, a question still to be answered probably <laughs> oh no doubt about it no doubt about it uh, 
Well, AP, you know, I look forward to the day when Michigan and Alabama, you know, to me it seems inevitable they're going to meet for the national championship in the next two to three years, if not this year. Uh, it kind of could have happened last year, as we well know, with the Final Four and the way it all shook out. Michigan was right there. And, uh, yeah, so I, I just think, you know, College football is a better place when you have two guys at the top of the game. Throw in an Urban Meyer as well, uh, with you know, uh, you know, you know, with a, a rivalry. Clearly, I mean, you know, let's not forget that Nick Saban was uh, not shy about his displeasure with the satellite camps and Jim Harbaugh heading south to you know his territory. So th- there is a rivalry there. So it's it's going to be great, and one of these days they're going to meet in the college football playoff, no doubt about it. Yeah, John, that probably is a pretty safe bet you can make in Las Vegas that these two powerhouse blue blood football teams will meet in the semifinal or the final at some point in the next within the next five years. I would say. Exactly right. Exactly right. Well, it's going to be uh, awesome. When it happens, uh, that that will be the all-time joint press conference. Uh, <laughs> you know, Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney have been great the last couple of years, but when it gets to be those two, uh, it'll be even better, to say the least. Uh, well, AP, we still have a few more things to get to. So much going on in the world of sports these days. Uh, so why don't we take our break now, and we'll get to some of the other action going on on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the NFL Draft, starting 
Thursday when they're going to do the first round. And then they continue the next couple rounds, two and three on Friday night. And then into Saturday as well, into the weekend. Uh, AP, we talked a lot of college football, and that's directly tied to the NFL draft, which is hard to believe. <laughs> Thursday night this year, it's from uh, Philadelphia. Kind of cool. Kind of like how they're moving it around. Excuse me. How they're moving it around a bit. Last year was Chicago, and for years and years before that, of course, it was in New York City. That's where you and I met, AP. Remember that? Radio City Music Hall at the NFL Draft? Correct. That was a great place to hold the draft. Yep. You and I met on the red carpet uh, on 6th Avenue in New York City outside Radio City Music Hall. And uh, been friends ever since. And it led to you, of course, being on, on this show uh, weekly for the past couple of years. So good memories when it comes to the draft, AP. Uh well, why don't we get to the obvious? Alabama looks like they they could have what four, maybe five guys chosen first, in the first, first round, round potentially. That's it. That's, that's it, John. It'll be uh, O.J. Howard, the tight end, which will be the first time since Ozzie Newsom really was taken in the first round. Ozzie was a wide receiver at Alabama, drafted as a tight end. I think he was twenty third in the first round by Cleveland in nineteen seventy eight. So this will be another milestone for Nick Saban to have a player from that position selected in the first round. And, and then you have Jonathan Allen, the fabulous defensive lineman. And I know he's on a lot of people's board. He's very high up in the, on their selection list. And, you know, Cam Robinson's a left tackle. And, and you have Reuben Foster and, and then possibly Marlon Humphrey, cornerback. So wow, those are five players that possibly can all be in the first round. That is stunning. I mean, every year there seems to be a team that has that. Uh, more often than not, recently it's been Alabama. And, uh, wow, that could be a big night. Uh, and I remember the night we met that Nick Saban was at the draft. Uh, any sense of if he'll be there this Thursday? I'm guessing maybe yes. I don't know. Yes, John. Uh, what I've, I've learned is I think there's 17 coaches, John, that'll be there. Wow. Actually. And then wow. I think there's 22 players have accepted an invitation from Alabama v. Cam Robinson and Jonathan Allen. So this Nick Saban, he he's going, he will be there in Philadelphia for the draft. And, uh, I mean, you know, David Shaw is there, Les Miles, uh, maybe Urban Meyer. I can't remember the, the other coaches uh, offhand. But, uh, yeah, it should be a big night for Alabama. I, 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 I suspect... Um, O.J. Howard might be might be first off the board. I don't know. O.J. Howard or Jonathan Allen, I guess. Well, here's what I'll say, AP. Living up here in Rob Gronkowski land, <laughs> uh, if I had a, if I was an NFL team and I had a quarterback, I'd be taking A.J. Howard. Period. I don't care what pick it is, <laughs> including number one, uh, i.e. the Browns. Um, and I say that only because. Uh, you know, I witnessed the impact and have for the past couple of years on a weekly basis, it seems, when he's healthy with the Gronk can have on a game. Yeah. And I also, like you, I mean, I also was at the national championship game uh, two years ago out in Arizona when O.J. Howard ripped it up against Clemson in their first game. And uh, a special player. And again, I'm a big tight end guy. To put, always have been. But with Gronk, it's. Uh, even more so now. 
Yeah, John, you're right because it, it's such a, a difficult matchup every game. It's not just right. once in a while. It's every game. Who are we going to get to guard this six foot six, two hundred fifty plus pound receiver that can run by our big people and overpower our defensive backs? Uh, Bingo. You know, and he's a good teammate. It can, he can take it the distance, uh, even at that height and weight. And then, you know, he takes up that entire middle of the field if that's where you want to emphasize his receptions, or you could put him on the outside and slip by somebody that's guarding him out there and throw it up high. You get down by the goal line, you have to guard him. You have to out-jump him. You have to out-muscle him. You have to do something to stop him. He's so big and talented. So there's all these different scenarios where it's a positive to have him on your side. Correct. That's exactly well said, AP, because that's how I view it. I just view it as the ultimate weapon, again, next to a quarterback of any offense. Because, you know, you, you bring in the blocking aspect. I know Howard's a good blocker. Gronk is a great blocker. For people who may not know that, you tend to forget that. Uh, and, again, just the impact. And it's a tight end. You, you know, tight ends have, you know, really come up in the world recently in the league. They're having more and more and more of an impact each year. And I think last year was, you know, one of its biggest impacts. Uh, you know, Gronk is down and Martellus Bennett comes up big. Now he's off to the Packers. He knows how to go to teams with good quarterbacks, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you have Travis Kelsey uh, out in Kansas City and yeah, on and on and on. I mean, it's just, uh, it's a, you know... A key position, to put it mildly, and again, I I, I would take O.J. Howard, period, if, if if I ran an NFL team and I had a good quarterback and I didn't need to draft one. I'm going right to the tight end. Yeah, I mean, Antonio Gates came up through the ranks as a basketball player. He played in high school, and the next thing you know, second year in the league, he's all pro. and So you, you can really make an impact for your offense and for your quarterback, John. I mean, if you can throw to a big person like that, you feel very confident that he's going to wrangle the ball if you make a, a throw that's slightly off-centered. He, he's going to recover for you and, and make that reception. Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see what the Cleveland Browns are going to do. I saw where Warren Sapp uh, had some words that were not complimentary for Miles Garrett. The... Uh, supposed number one pick, uh, you know, which would mean the Browns would be taking him. Um, But yeah, Warren Sapp, not a fan, shall we say. Um, And then we're into, you know, the the quarterback. I mean, you can say what you want. Mitchell Trubitsky, you know, a lot to like there too. But, you know, if I'm taking a quarterback, I'm taking Deshaun Watson for the simple fact he's a winner, period. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how... That's the number one trait I'm looking for over arm strength and every other combine measurement. Yeah, you like to have someone who's used to winning and winning big. So, and he comes from a, a top power five program, just off the national championship. And I remember Dak Prescott when he was going through the first year uh, of his career, and they mentioned something to him about a defense, and he said, "Well, I I played against Alabama." And I, right. I thought that was kind of telling. So uh, Deshaun Watson, he played against Alabama twice. He came up pretty big both times, and the second time with the victory. 
So uh, whether you question his accuracy or some of the things, he throws some interceptions, well, he, then that's up to you to coach him a little and, and get him to play better. Exactly. Uh, yeah. He played great in two national championship games in a row, not to mention the semifinals to get to the national championship game. I mean, that, that just tells me all I need to know, AP. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, he, he played at the big school. I mean, you know, uh, no f- less an authority than Bill Parcells was, you know, you know, huge, placed gigantic emphasis on the the importance of coming out of a large program. That was his thing. And, uh, you know, so Watson checks that, checks that off, too. So there's just, you know, a whole lot to like there. And uh, But this is what happens every year, This, you know, at the draft time, AP, you know, back and forth, positive and negative. And, you know, we'll see what develops. And you never know until draft night. So it will be interesting. It will be interesting to see who the Browns take because they're the Browns. I mean, they've become the team of this era every yep. year at the top of the draft, and so far it's not been very kind to them. Uh, nope. We'll see if they can turn it around. Uh, you know, Miles Garrett, the big guy, played, played at A&M, can definitely rush the passer. I think it just depends how he's feeling that evening or that afternoon. Has the ability, but is his motor running all the time or just when he's in the mood. Yeah, well, interesting observation. That's along the lines of what, uh, you know, of what Warren Sapp said. Exactly. Uh, so, bottom line, AP, if I'm the Browns, I'm taking Deshaun Watson. I mean, you, mean, you know, heck, for them, I would say just getting a winner in there is reason enough, period. <laughs> I mean, if, if ever an organization needed a winner to show up on their doorstep, it, it is the Browns to start to change the culture. Yeah, they certainly do, John. They, those people in Cleveland, they're starving for some, something good to happen to their franchise, for their franchise. Exactly, exactly. Well, and I hope it works out for them. You know, I mean, it's, you know, I've always liked the Browns. Grew up on their rivalry with the Steelers. And, uh, you, you know, which is a great rivalry. And, uh, but dormant shall we say <laughs> and uh and you know i wouldn't put it say this because of performance but i often say you know whether it's the yankees in baseball notre dame in football whatever it's a better league when certain teams are good raiders in the nfl and i i put the browns there i think it's a better league if the browns are a good team so we shall see ap yes. thursday night can't wait no, it should be exciting as, as usual. No doubt about it. Way well, P, hard to believe we've come to the end of another show. Thank you, as always, for your uh, great perspective, especially your report from covering the Alabama spring game in Tuscaloosa. And uh, we'll look forward to doing it all again soon. And uh, once again, appreciate you calling in. Well, thank you, John. It's my pleasure. All right, AP. And... As always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel, and we'll talk sports again next week. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.